Alright you guys, welcome back to The Mode. Today we are here with some special guests. Kesley? Um, oh, thanks, I'm the special guest. No. That was real nice. Um, no, but we are here with some special guests, Amber and Luke. Uh, you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hello, hello. Uh, I am Amber. I am Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and we are part of Compass Collective. And uh, we're here to talk to Kesley and Duke today, and we're super excited about this podcast. So Amber and Luke have come all the way from Boston to talk to us, except in kind of a more fun and interesting way, because they are living out of a van right now. Yes, more specifically out of a box truck. Um, it's 22 feet long, and it's, uh, it's been a very exciting journey so far. I cannot even fathom the fact that you're living out of a box truck. So, you know, I'm, I have a lot of questions for you and I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about this. Um, so let's just jump right in. So how did you guys get the idea or had you guys been planning this for a long time or was it kind of sporadic? Like, I don't know. How'd you start on the crazy journey? I would say when we first met, Amber always had the idea of traveling the country, doing an RV lifestyle, and kind of the digital nomad. I was a little more against it at first. I liked the corporate world and a steady paycheck and everything like that. But the more time went on and going through school and understanding what we could do with her profession, I said, now's the time to do it. We're 23 and we kind of just jumped in from there, started looking at trucks and figuring out what exactly we wanted to buy. Okay. And you touched on it really quickly, but Amber, can you tell everybody what you do for work? Yeah, for sure. So I am a photographer and I'm also a graphic designer. So I've been doing photography for about eight years now, um, but I went to college for graphic design and marketing. Oh, that's so fun. I'm a photographer, but I didn't go to college. Um, I have a super random question, okay, but it's on my mind, so I'm just going to ask it now. What is on the floor of the van? Like, obviously oh, a moving okay, van. Okay, just getting into super specific things. I'm quickly. sorry, this I have this question and I want to know. What do you want me to ask? I want to <laughs> know this. So right now, it's uh, it's a little bit unfinished on the floor. We're planning on putting in some, like, vinyl to make it look like a hardwood floor, but right now, it's really just... Um, unfinished so well it's not exactly unfinished it's just half inch plywood with a nice <laughs> coat of black paint on it yeah. and it's it's insulated <laughs> so it does keep everything warm but no it's it's not this glamorous hardwood or or rug that you'd be used to in your house right. yeah okay so um you guys started in boston how many places have you visited where do you plan to go like do you have any idea on a high level, we traveled the entire East Coast and then... Yeah, so we, we started on the East Coast. We left um, in the beginning of February and we went all the way down the East Coast to Miami and then came back, back up for Thanksgiving. And then from there, we spent Thanksgiving with the family and then we headed out in the beginning of December. We went straight to page arizona but we hit pretty much every state along the way so we went to nashville we went through uh texas and new mexico and then vegas. to uh yeah to, to vegas so we've done uh 
we've done a lot since then as well. We <laughs> just finished doing like a Pacific Northwest loop as well. So. Okay, so just everywhere in the country besides yeah. Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> but good luck going to Hawaii in the van. Um, they ship it on, you know, you can you can ship cars there. You guys should do it. Just oh, we, it we, we've been looking into it. It's a, it's a little more expensive to move the 14-foot box truck than an average sedan. But really? It's shocking. Shocking, yeah. right? <laughs> Consider me shocked. Um, how much does it cost every time you guys have to fill it up with gas? So Love it, this question. Yeah, it really depends. Every state is different. And because we have such a big gas tank, it's like 30 gallons. So um, it's anywhere from like $60 to I think 95 was the most expensive so far. But we haven't gone to California yet. So we're still in oh. for a surprise. Yep. <laughs> I go to California tomorrow. Um, I'll let you know the gas prices. Perfect. <laughs> Starts texting. I'm like, please go to this gas station because it's two cents cheaper. Please share with us those because yeah. that $4 a gallon, those two cents makes oh, a yeah. big difference. <laughs> so um, talk, talking about money, how did you guys save up enough to start this? Or are you guys making money on the road? Like, um, can you talk about finances for a sec? Yeah. So really throughout my whole life, I was always a big saver. So I worked just average jobs, laborer, did sales, and I always had a savings account worked on that and then we really made the decision to go ahead and buy it with the savings and the real dilemma was sign a new lease and put what x around five thousand down on a new apartment somewhere in boston or the real goal was to move to colorado or phoenix or somewhere around the country so instead of spending that money we just took it and put it as the uh, deposit on the truck and then all of the outfitting the truck uh material wise and equipment we paid out of pocket so there was no loan we just used the money we we had saved yeah and then um while we're on the road i work remote doing graphic design and advertising for companies back in the Boston area. Um, so I do a lot of like social media marketing and stuff like that. And then I pick up photography jobs along the way, as well as book out weddings for this coming summer and next summer as well. And then, so Kay, you talked for a second about getting the van. What was, was the van already kind of done up like the way you wanted it or what's that process been? They're mm. both like shaking their heads. Nope. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it was not done at all. Um, yeah, it was like an empty U-Haul, basically. It had nothing in it. Um, and really, we wanted to make sure that it had a couple of specifics. So we needed to make sure that the box part of the truck was at least 14 feet long, um, that it had a pass-through from the cab into the box, so that if we needed anything while we were driving, we could just go straight back. And... Uh, that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that, that's, that's about it. So we just kind of started from there, and... Uh, started planning out what we were going to do. We grabbed a bunch of stuff from Pinterest and made a mood board and then went to town, started ordering stuff and making Home Depot runs. And yeah. So. <laughs> and if you imagine a literal 14 foot U-Haul <coughs> box truck driving down the street, that is exactly what we have, but it's just all white. No graphics on it. Just looks like a regular moving truck. You guys should put a big graphic on the side that says at Duke Moose. That would be fantastic <laughs> for me. 
<laughs> you know what? We'll talk to you about that because the, the our one hesitation was we didn't want to put Compass Call or Compass Collective on it because driving down the road, it's good exposure, but when you're parked at a campground or somebody, oh. you don't want somebody to just Google it and say, oh, they have this in there and, and this is who they are. Right, so yeah, definitely put Duke Moose. I mean, he's already gotten kicked out of Canada once, so let him get kicked out of a couple national parks too. All right, thanks for throwing me under the bus. I'm just going to bring up another question that I have because this is something that if I was living on the road, I would probably need. So you're working a little bit with graphic design and social media marketing like on the road. Um, Does the van have Wi-Fi or like what's going on with that whole situation? Great question. So we just kind of hotspot off of our phones. So I have a a business line and a personal line. So we're kind of just swapping between which has the best service and hotspotting off of that. Um, It's not always perfect. Sometimes we have to move around and we have to connect to different hotspots in the area, but it's worked out pretty well so far. So. And if we were to have one tip or do it differently, we'd recommend get one AT&T line and then one Verizon. Because right now we have three Verizon lines. We have unlimited data, but the issue is it's only as good as the service. So when you're driving around the country, if Verizon isn't there, you got to go somewhere where you can either get Wi-Fi or right service. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's tough. Okay, I have a question, but... What do you guys do for the bathroom? Like, if you're out, you know, if you can't pull over at a gas station, like, does it have, you know, amenities? <laughs> it does. It does. So, um, we have a, a little toilet. Um, it's self-contained. So, it has, I don't know, maybe, five, yeah. yeah, about five gallons yeah. in the bottom. So, we usually dump it every week or so. Um, there's a lot of just like RV dump stations or we'll dump it if we're at a campground. It's not glamorous, but it is definitely convenient. So, And that's exactly it. It's the most glamper, gla- glamorous. <laughs> glamorous. We're glamorous. Just, put it, just stick that one in the dictionary. <laughs> it's the... Uh, it- it's as close to glamping as you can get because there is the full toilet. We do have a shower. There's a sink. The only thing is there's no running water. So when you think of when she says self-contained, the toilet, you have to pick up the toilet and go outside and, and dump it. And I know you guys probably driving down the road don't look for dump stations, but there are a lot of them yeah, on yeah. Uh, rest areas and, and things like that. Wow, I would never know that there were dump areas. Um, (laughs) Now, this next question that I have might be really stupid. I don't know, but I don't have that height of an IQ, to be honest with you. So Wait, pause. Have you taken IQ tests? No, that would be such a fun podcast episode. Write that down, Dennis. Um, So I am wondering if the van has, like, power outlets in the back. It does. Yeah, it has um, like four or five outlets. But the thing is, so (coughs) the power in the truck is kind of split between 12 volt and 120 volt. So a lot of the components run on 12 volt. The the freezer, we have LED lights in the ceiling and the ceiling vents also run on 12 volt. So luckily those don't take up much power so they can run um, about four or five days um, on the battery with just those things. The 120 volt outlets take up a lot more um, power, but you basically you just have to have 
enough power to run it or you have to be plugged into shore power like at a campground or something or into a house or have the generator running okay okay this is getting a little bit away from the truck and more into like why I mean what did you guys want starting this journey like what did you want to take away from it so I wanted to be able to combine my love of travel and um, portraiture so I I did weddings and and dance photography with my old uh, photographer boss for a while and I did love it I got a lot of experience out of it but I had this love for taking pictures of beautiful people in beautiful places kind of like Duke does so um, I wanted to be able to do that and what better way to do that than traveling the whole country in a truck so and ever since I met her it was always about travel that was really one of the driving factors in pretty much everything she did even when we were working the typical nine to five it was how can we save up for this next trip how can we see Europe see Canada Toronto love that place Um, and really just the whole country because not only going outside of this country every state has so many different things to offer we just wanted to be able to explore and hike and see all those places while we are young and able to. So do you think that you will end up going back and visiting some of the places in your truck again? Or are you just trying to like make your big loop and round and then you will just go back to a regular lifestyle, just living, you know, in one spot? Uh, I don't think there's ever going back to a regular lifestyle after this. So we definitely have... She's like, I want to use the self-contained toilet (laughs) for the rest of my life. (laughs) Uh, Well, definitely a few upgrades we would make. But but to Duke's question, basically, we wanted to do the full loop, figure out where we love, where we'd want to live in the future, and then also take all those beautiful photos and figure out where we wanted to kind of home base ourselves. That and I want to be doing a lot more adventure photography and elopement photography and destinations, weddings and everything like that. So traveling to these beautiful places, I can kind of gather up a list of um, good places to shoot in the future so that when I get a call for a wedding somewhere else, I already have a feel for um, that area because I've already scouted it before. So, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, where are some of the places that you guys have have i mean you guys have seen most of the u.s at this point so 47 states wow so okay so of the 47 states tell us a couple that stand out to you of where you guys might want to live so colorado was definitely a place that we enjoyed visiting um before and we enjoy even more now um oregon is definitely high up on the list and that was something that i wasn't really expecting to fall in love with um, but it is gorgeous. It's like Vermont and Maine have a baby, basically. <laughs> it's like the most gorgeous like forest, but it also has a really rocky coast, and I love it so much. So, And I, I would agree with that. Um, mine, the only one I would add to that is North Carolina, and just for the fact that the weather is great all year round, and our entire family is from New England, so it's a short 10-hour, 14-hour drive there. So, and I say short just because we've been driving across the whole country. So like three hours is nothing. Yeah. Um, so really, I would say, yeah, Colorado, Oregon, and uh, North Carolina. All right. This question isn't going to involve like that much thought, but, you know, I'm just curious. You guys have been to 
pretty much every place on both the East Coast and the West Coast. So would you guys consider yourself more of East Coast lovers or West Coast lovers? Ooh, that's a tough one because we both grew up in New England. Um, Luke is from New Hampshire and I'm from Massachusetts. So I will always consider myself as like an East Coaster, but I really, really do love the West Coast. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question, but they're so different. That's the thing. Everything is so different about them. Um, I, I think for the aesthetics, I like the West Coast more, but the one tough thing is that you can't really swim out here. It is freezing. Oh, it's yeah. freezing on the West Coast to swim. So um, that's a tough one. Yeah, and me being on the East Coast, my parents have a lake house on Winnipesaukee, and that was some of my favorite childhood memories. So I haven't been able to explore Lake Powell or yeah. really the West Coast during the summer is, is the biggest issue. We've been traveling through the winter and the cold months, so it's really not fair to the West Coast. <laughs> I, I will have to update you in a few months. Right, yeah, when you guys experience, I mean, Utah is like one of those places, and Colorado, you know, we've got four full seasons right. so yeah. really you guys should just move to each state for one year yeah and then update us in a couple of years in, you know uh, 50 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> 50 years and uh, I don't want to dream too big but the the real goal would be have a home base in Colorado for for three or four months out of the year and then have a few different maybe plots of land and, and move the truck around or tiny homes or whatever it may be so it's almost you're a full-time travel photographer, but you have a few different home bases is where I see us in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So I think talking to you guys, I'm sitting here thinking, I know I just did a little bit of a clean out of my closet, but like, how, how do you live? I mean, you guys have 14 feet, right? For your whole lives. So mm -hmm. what are some things that you think like people live with every day that maybe we don't need? I mean, it was a little bit, I think Luke has more clothes than me, to be honest. He, he's a, he used to be like a sneakerhead, so he has a lot of shoes and everything. But um, shoes are definitely the thing that I think people have more of than they need. Um, so we kind of just like downsize to a couple of winter outfits, a couple of summer outfits, a couple of in-between, like just a few jackets. I have like one pair of sandals and one pair of slippers and one pair of shoes. So it was kind of easier to downsize than I thought it would be. And it's mm -hmm. actually overwhelming to think about how much stuff is back at really? our parents' house. Yeah, yeah, I don't even want to go back and sort it out. So Duke, if you just want to hand over your Gucci shoes now, I'll take them <laughs> free of charge. Honestly, I could, I could totally do that with my stuff. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I only have like two pairs of shoes, so I'm perfect. One of them is Gucci shoes. <laughs> Whatever. You have like seven pairs of Supras, at least. No, I do not. I rotate through my Supras, and then I buy the same pair over again when they get too worn out. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I have too many pairs of shoes. I don't even know how many. I bet I have, I have to have over 50 pairs of shoes, oh probably. Gosh. I think Kesley has three or four closets at her house dedicated to her clothes. <laughs> These guys stayed over um, at our house the other night. And um, I mean, sorry, Van. Sorry that you did. Sorry to your van that you didn't stay in. But um, I, I have a true problem as far as clothes go, you know, but it's OK. I am nodding my head in agreement. It's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I kind of asked you guys about this before we started the podcast, um, before I stopped myself so that I could leave all of my questions for when we were on the air. But how do you 
keep the van warm, like besides the generator, I don't know, maybe that's the only way, but how warm does it stay when you're going to all these cold places? And most importantly, do you guys have a space heater? <laughs> so great question. As I'm looking at the Lasco space heater right there, we started with just a standard space heater that you'd plug into your outlet in your house. You guys probably don't really look at it, but that thing uses probably 1500 watts way too many to sustain like our battery it would only last for three hours so when we went down to the east coast wow are you serious that's so much those things are tiny 1500 because it's such a tiny device and it puts out so much heat so it has to it's like a microwave It, it generates a lot of electricity um so during the east coast trip that's all we had was a space heater but it was a huge challenge to find places to plug in or you always had to use the generator. Uh, so what we switched to was a propane heater. So it's it's called the Wave 6 and it just hooks up to your little uh, propane heater that you'd have for a grill and you just turn that on for, yeah, like for a tank. And um, it will keep that little, it's, it's only 12 feet by 7 feet. So that 100 square feet, it'll keep it It'll blow you out of the yeah. box. It'll get up to 78 degrees at night if you let it. Yeah. So when you turn it on, you have to keep it on high for a few minutes, but you can't stay in there on when the, on high. It is so hot. So if you have it on low overnight, it will keep it between like 72 and 78 degrees, depending on how warm it is outside. When you guys are in the van just sorry I just we haven't seen it yet we haven't been inside it because we wanted to ask all the questions so you've got the bathroom space but don't you also have like a little kitchen and a sleeping area and a workspace how does how does that work yeah we do so if you're looking at it like if you're entering from the back so you open up the back and there's actually a deck that folds out and it has two legs so it's it's big enough for probably four people to sit on it comfortably Then there's a two-foot garage space where we keep all of the electrical stuff, the um, propane tank, the grill, our extra boots, everything like that. And then when you go inside, there's um, a little workspace to the left where we keep the computer. There's a sink and a countertop area right next to that. And then um, on the opposite side is the bathroom, which is actually doubles as like a a lounge area because there's a bench that folds down over the whole thing so a little space saver there and that's what i'd say is pretty much everything when you have such limited i think it's 144 square feet you need everything to be multi-purpose so the kitchen sink and the kitchen area is also a little bit of the bathroom sink and cleanup area and then her or our like bathroom the toilet in the shower uh, bench folds down and everything is dual purpose um, just for the f- sake of saving space and making it all work because we we definitely made it work but it is a small yeah. small space in there oh it's tight yeah <laughs> and then the uh the bed actually it's one of the favorite one of my favorite features it's a full-size bed so it's really comfortable but the entire bed frame actually lifts up to have more space to get underneath because that's where all of our clothes and the refrigerator and the freezer and everything are too so and it's hard to kind of picture it in your head with us just talking about it on her instagram the compass call 
you there's a highlighted story that if you just click that you actually sit there and it'll walk you through all the different features and we talk about it you don't have to listen to it uh (laughs) out loud (laughs) but uh you'll get the visual sense of what's going on in there all right now i drive a volkswagen jetta so you know it's kind of small and anytime i drive a bigger car i feel like i'm driving a monster so I can't imagine what driving this truck would feel like. Do you guys both know how to drive the truck or does one of you typically drive more than the other one? Yeah, so we can both drive it. It's automatic, luckily. So uh, Luke drives it probably 90 to 95% of the time. I don't, I'd rather be in the passenger seat because I'm always looking up where we're going next and where we're going to stay for the night and everything like that. But um, it's easy to drive on the highway, not so easy to park, but Luke doesn't really seem to have too hard of a time with that. And the biggest thing, so you guys have, you have a Jetta and a GTI. Those are easy. You can weave in and out of traffic. You can come to a quick stop. Mm -hmm. It's just everything is delayed. You have so much truck that if you're going from 50 miles an hour and you're stopping at a red light, you need to be pressing the brakes six times sooner than (laughs) you ever expected. If you're taking a turn, you're going half the speed that you would in a normal car really wide and and it's got a long back so everything you can't pull into any parking space you basically have to back in because the back end is longer than the front geez that just sounds terrible to me I was parallel (laughs) parking I was seriously parallel parking today and I was watching this guy in a truck try and do it and I my GTI is so small that I can parallel park in one go anywhere. It doesn't really matter if it's a tight space. Like, I'm going to be able to get in. This guy was struggling. Like, I was kind of making fun of him. But now I feel the pain. I'm sorry to you, Mr. Truck Guy. Um, <laughs> if there's anyone listening who has, like, thought, oh, maybe I want to go, whether it's travel the U.S. or travel international, or like, what's your recommendation for them for them to actually do it, for them to you know, get the courage to quit a nine to five and, and go travel. And would you recommend it to everyone? Just do it, Nike. <laughs> um, no, you really just have to go for it. Like it was, uh, it was definitely like a leap of faith, but it was easy to think about because when you, when you consider everybody goes through life thinking that they'll do something like this in their retirement years, it's never guaranteed. You know what I mean? Like you might not be in the best health. You might not be in the best financial situation then. And um, we just figured it would be easier to just do it now and see everything that we possibly can and kind of just go for it. And the biggest thing is we want to buy a house and our real thing, we were living in Quincy, right outside of Boston, and we were renting an apartment for $1,500 a month. We are looking at the expenses that we do on a yearly, monthly basis. And I was just saying, um, we're, we're done paying rent and not getting anything out of it. So the next step is either buying a house and doing some sort of flip or getting some sort of truck, van, box truck, whatever it may have been, and in doing this kind of travel lifestyle. So for anyone that's thinking about doing it, really assess what's important to you, how much you're currently spending on your living expenses, and and what's in your current budget. And you can get a van from $1,000, $2,000, or you could spend sixty grand. Just look what's in your means and make it work. 
but if you go for it, you're going to be able to make it work. It's definitely not for anyone who needs privacy. There's none of that. There's none of that. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a nice way to figure out, I mean, can I live with this person? Luckily, Luke and I lived together in college and after college in an apartment, but you really get to know the other person when you're living in a 14 foot box truck. Would you recommend moving into a truck to two people who have never lived together before? <laughs> I would almost say do it. Because it's the same thing with traveling with somebody or or living with them before marriage. Like, you're going to be with them for the rest of their life. So why not find out if it's going to work fast, then prolong it 10 or 15 wow, years? Wow, that is, that is shocking. Do you know how many cereal bowls I would have in a 14-foot truck? Oh. <laughs> Zach is addicted to cereal. Look, even Amber oh, yeah. and Luke knew that. Do you yeah. not understand who yeah. I'm married to? Well, they stayed at your house last night, didn't they? Yeah. So they saw your cereal bowls. <laughs> um do you guys have any funny stories about your van we do so there's <laughs> been uh <laughs> uh yeah we do maybe uh one or two yeah a couple um one of the funniest probably most unexpected things that happened to us was um we were at this spot in arizona a little bit north of phoenix and we pulled up it's like maybe two miles off the road. It's like on this dirt road and we parked and it was already dark out. So we couldn't really see anything. And we opened the, the uh, windows at night because it's hot out and there were donkeys hee hawing oh. all night long. It kept me awake all night, but it actually like, it was pretty funny. I think that they were just kind of freaked out that we were there the first night. Cause it got like less and less as we were there for a few nights. But I, I would say one of the funnier moments is uh, Amber is very adventurous, loves to travel. So she's always trying to find those spots that, you know, nobody can get to or that nobody has seen or whatever. So she gets this pass for like $5 to park right on the beach. Oh. What could go wrong with that, right? A, a 13,000-pound <laughs> box truck on soft sand. So I didn't really put two and two together until I, I saw so I'm all for it. We're driving on, and we literally didn't even get one foot past the back tire hitting the sand. And I look at her, and I'm like, this is not good. We are stuck. And luckily, we didn't go too far where I said, get in the driver's seat. I hop out. I'm pushing the truck while she's got it in reverse. And we luckily got it out after a few minutes. Oh my but gosh. one of the scarier moments that uh, I've had in that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. First of all, I've never had a worse night of sleep as we slept in this unfinished building in Peru, like with a village family so many donkeys they're the it sounds like someone's being murdered oh, when yeah. they're making their little yeah like i don't know it's I don't, crazy i don't no i don't want to yeah, eat on, on here <laughs> but it sounds terrible it's more like a shriek like yeah. it's not the sound that you grow up as a child thinking correct and then a few broken things like things shift break while you're driving and then one of our, our back windows broke in colorado with the elevation and the uh shifting so it it blew out smashed all over the place oh yeah that was a fun time <laughs> wow that's very impressive that you were able to push that truck um i couldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> didn't know we had superman in our midst <laughs> didn't know we had that incredible person i don't know mr incredible mr incredible <laughs> kesley incredible loves Hulk. that movie <laughs> 
Okay, but if I had a spirit animal, it would be Edna Mode. For sure. You know? Edna. All right. I'm not sure how we got to here. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Amber. If you guys want to keep up on their story um, while they're traveling the world, their Instagram's at Compass Call, which is like C-O-L-L at the end. So Compass C-O-L-L. And I'm excited to see all the places that you guys still have to go. And thank you guys so much for coming out from Duke and I both. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for having us. We will look forward to seeing your moving truck in Hawaii. And <laughs> thanks, everyone, for tuning in to The, the Mode. mode. <laughs>